might have made it to episode 82. I think I've always uh, said this a lot in certain episodes that I've made it. I, I shouldn't say that I've made it. We continue on. It's just a, it's a funny thing that broadcasters, we always look for some angle when we're doing something. But thank you for the support. I've gotten some nice feedback on the Behind the Mic podcast, which you can subscribe to. Pretty much you know the drill now. A lot of people through the good old analytics listen to this through iTunes. That seems to be popular, but if you have Spotify, if you have Google, if you have whatever, uh, Anchor is what I use, the platform that hosts it. It's absolutely free. You probably heard the commercial coming on. I was very happy to do that. I don't like to do a lot of sales pitches for things I don't believe in, but I believe in Anchor because it is so easy to upload your podcast and it's free. Some of these hosting sites for podcasts charge. There's no charge here. I mean, I have... Uh, tons of minutes, 82 episodes. I mean, my logo, they pay you as well. I get paid for all these uh, sponsorships, even the self-sponsorship for Anchor. They, they'll pay you for that. So it's great. I encourage everybody, especially for young broadcasters that want to start a podcast to use Anchor because you're just going to see that it will cost money. And if you're starting out, I would do it for free. All right. So if you've seen the title, I'm kind of going all over the place in terms of maybe what you expect to listen to. You know, I I had a lot of different views about doing this. I, I never wanted to do a podcast at first. And I think uh, if you've listened to earlier episodes, you will know that Justin Phillips, who I worked with at the Portland Sea Dogs for many years, really inspired me to do this. His podcast is outstanding, Sports Sales and Coffee, and then... I want to bookmark this here for all of you because Justin is going to be big time. He has got a niche because he's a terrific sales guy, but he's a fun sales guy. He's a big teddy bear, but his podcast is fun, and he's got a really good philosophy where I know people can be turned off from sales. You won't be turned off from Justin. He's honest, and he's good at it. So he really inspired me, but my thoughts were, well, I don't want to make this just baseball, right? I thought about it like this. Where I was working, if I did a podcast about the Portland Sea Dogs and I was the host, right? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have one, but my goal on this was to have something that I think could reach more people and still use baseball interviews, but use interviews from everything. So my philosophy was if I do a podcast. Let's not let's take the teams out of it. Let's just say it's baseball. Then then if it's baseball centric and it's baseball labeled and formatted and branded that way, you have eliminated your audience that doesn't like baseball. And why would you want to do that? And I again, I'm not saying those who do it it's wrong. It's your go- it's what your goal is. My goal uh was to reach more people, but it was I felt I had more things that I wanted to talk about than just baseball. That's where the behind the mic came from. I'm behind the mic, but it's behind getting to know me behind the mic. It's got it actually has two meanings. Very Hollywood here, right? I mean, it's it's uh, very Hollywood. But it, it it took some thought, and when I, I when the name came to me, and that's why I spell it M I K E instead of M I C. That's the reason. So I didn't want to slice anything, your audience. 
If it's baseball, you're slicing it. If it's behind the mic, MIC, the way people are, oh, I don't, I don't care about radio or, or anything. And again, you can say this, well, why would anyone care about what you have to say? Very true. But it's broader than just making it about baseball, sports, so I wanted to, and that was my goal because I, at my age and where I was in life, I wasn't sure where my future was. And I'm still not. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't know where my career is going yet. I'm not feeling like I'm completely settled down yet. And, there's, and I think it's a good thing. I used to think maybe it was a bad thing. I used to think I wanted to be settled down in a certain place and things happen, the pandemic, uh, opportunities that, that, drove me towards uh, bigger goals into things that I'm able to do now that I have more time to do. It's made me kind of say, wow, you know, I, I, I could do this. I could do that. But all of that, the podcast is still able to come with me. It's, it's like that backpack that I'm holding. And, you know, I, I, I really did a lot of, of thinking in this and I've had a lot of people approach me and, you know, when first talking, you should do just a Red Sox podcast. And again, Red Sox, people don't like Red Sox, baseball, sports, you, you eliminated a lot. And, um, I do think sports podcasts are good, but I do warn people who are doing them now that there are so many, again, anchor, this is free and I'm not discouraging people. I want to be realistic with people. There are so many sports podcasts. You should, if your goal is to make money, mine's not. Um, I'd like to have a good listenership, but I do want to be able to be broader and to tell stories that fit the title. That's that was my goal. If your goal and you're a sports person is to have a huge following, and you're a play-by-play guy or or whatever you're doing, news, um, whatever sports you're working in, think about it. You can still have your persona of a sports person, but bring the other stuff. You know, I think that's what people want to get to know, right? People want to know who that person is. You know, I get emails all the time from people and things I talk about, and they're surprised. Wow, I didn't know you liked fantasy football that much. I wouldn't think that from someone who's a broadcaster, and it's interesting. Why would, why would you think that? It's just the way we are. We did that when we were younger with teachers. Wow, teachers, you you see a teacher at a movie. I grew up with a teacher, my dad, so to me it was normal. But I, you know, you would see a teacher out of school and you were shocked that they had a life. <laughs> and that's basically what I wanted to get to today, the title about having a routine. What is your routine? Are you are you clouded from outside information on your routine? Is it good or bad? I think there's a there's a balance. I think there's a lot out there that is discouraging to people. Um, one thing I first wanted to get into was eating. I think eating and, and diet and nutrition uh, in this era is, I don't know what's going on. Now, I have a disability of diabetes type 2, and, and I'm, I'm actually going through some changes with it, whether they don't know it's type 2 or type 1. So I have a routine that I strictly follow, but I always was a very good eater. You know, obviously 
I, I shouldn't say perfect, you know, traveling in minor league baseball. I've eaten a lot of McDonald's, a lot of fast food, but I was never a big sweets guy. Um, we were kids. We ate horrible, right? Sugar cereals, mac and cheese and all that. But but as I got older, I mean, I, I when I was younger, I loved salads. I used to sneak salads. I'll tell you a funny quick story. My parents, I remember one night they came out. They would go to bed. I'd, I'd be in the living room watching TV. And they didn't like me eating in the living room or eating really late at night. And they came out. I was eating salad. And they're like, well, we can't really be mad at you for eating salad. I loved it. I would eat it as a snack. And as I learned with, with certain diseases, especially diabetes, it's not all what you eat. It's stress, uh, carbs. Carbs is the, is the um, driving force of high blood sugar. But stress causes – there's a lot of other things. So for me to get into a routine, I have to manage my carbs. I have to work out. Um, I still have to try to eat a lot, um, but what I've done through the power of YouTube, I have found these amazing uh, workout guys that have their own channels that can make foods healthier. I've been able to eat pizza. I, I made a Butterfinger smoothie last week that was healthy. It had almond milk. It had Greek yogurt. It used one small little mini Butterfinger. I only used the half of it. Uh, sugar-free butterscotch pudding and I had it and I was able to get my fix now I don't crave some of that stuff a lot I crave more of the chips and, and the and the pizza and all that but I've found ways there there are very positive people to follow on on YouTube uh, this guy Remington James who I follow so um, what I would suggest to people and I think we're we're struggling with that routine is you got to try to work out now I think we go to the extreme where people feel, if I'm not going crazy with it five, six days a week, they give up. If I'm not going crazy on my diet, they crash. Don't do that. Find a balance. You don't need to work out five to six days a week. There are some days where I don't, or, or weeks where I go two to three days and I just do walks for 35 to 40 minutes. I try to hit my calorie goal on my uh, phone and watch for the day, burn calories, and I try to always eat the number of calories that I determine for me, and I try to hit my protein goal. And obviously for me, I watch my carbs, but don't go nuts with, I think that's the problem. We go crazy and overboard on our diet and our and, um, our health. Try things at home. Get a stepper, do stuff at home. Go to the gym twice do your cardio get a bike and do it at home switch things up mentally so you're not taxing yourself sometimes i for my cardio day i walk at lunch because i i work on a on a college campus and a 50 minute walk there mentally helps take days off have your cheat days but don't call them cheat days call them reward days but what i don't like what people are doing i don't believe in a lot of these diets where you're not eating and fasting for many hours, that is not healthy. And I know this is not healthy from talking to a lot of nutritionists who don't back that up. Your body needs fuel. It's just like a car. And we are going like crazy overboard with these, you know, I see these keto diets where people are not eating for six to seven hours. That's not healthy. And it's not safe. Do the research. Find people who are I look at people who are shredded, who are lean, who are this guy, Remington James, is, I believe, my size, 
in terms of height. He's a lot more chiseled than I am, but he's lean and he is very successful. He's produced millions of dollars in revenue. He bought a house in Houston worth a half a million dollars. And he has an anabolic cookbook that, that teaches you how to make your favorite foods and even a lot of cheat meals healthier. And he shows you how to go to the grocery store. He shows you what snacks to buy. Guys and gals, it's not hard. We make it harder. All right? You know, I'll give you a quick, simple thing. You know, I always have a, a, a healthy breakfast of eggs, but I eat waffles. But I eat protein waffles. I eat eggs. I eat pancakes. I eat protein. Kodiak oats, protein pancakes. I have oatmeal. I have protein oatmeal with walnuts in it, with brown sugar. But I use Swerve brown sugar, which is sugar-free. I have found ways to manipulate them, some things I like, and I actually like them better. I always have breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. Keep my snacks about 20 carbs with protein. I eat these protein brownies that I can leave the link in the description that you'll absolutely love. There are ways to do it without driving yourself nuts, and I know that happens to people. I know people get discouraged. You're not going to see a lot of results at the gym right away. But the routine, getting yourself in a good routine, get into your routine, what works for you. I eat Doritos at lunch, but I, I have a serving. I have 14 of them. I have a food scale now. I measure things. I have cereal, but I don't eat crazy cereal. Get the Fitness Pal app. Do your research. Look at these guys that are in shape. For the non-diabetics out there, you guys can eat a lot more carbs than I can. You can eat a lot more sugar. Have a, a smaller portion. But don't go nuts and go the other way. Enjoy it. Enjoy the gym. Enjoy your food. Okay? That's that part of it. I think, you, you know, the routine and all that. Now, other parts of, of your day. Taking breaks at work, there's no, I don't think there's any issues with that. You know, as we get closer, you work from home. There's nothing wrong with taking 10 to 15 minutes. You know, I do it. Take a, take a longer lunch. Walk. Read. You know, play your video games. We, you know, I think we kind of have made this world now of doing right and wrong that it's got to be so extreme, you know, that you're, we're eating salads with no meat in it. We're working out six days a week. We're working 10 hours a day. We're not watching any TV or movies. We're not playing video games. It's okay to, to, to sprinkle those things in there for your mental healthness. I think it's, it's, it's fine. You know, you know what's right for you. Don't take work so seriously all the time. Don't take it home all the time. You got to, you know, I sometimes take one day a week and I, and I get Chinese food. Just for the heck of it. You know, I, I, I take a day and I'm like, I don't want to cook today. I've cooked enough. But I think that one great thing we have nowadays is all of us in a network. I am never on the side of people uh, that says social media is bad. People make anything bad. In the history of our country, anything that has been invented, somebody can make it bad. And we live in a world now where there's no turning back with our social media, our technology. It's only going to get better. And I'm in the 48 
the 50 range where my time, I'm not saying my time is gone, but my childhood is done. And it, this generation is growing up where they're going to form the society their way. And they're allowed to. We had it our way. That's how I look at it. You know, we had our sports the way we had it. We had our video games and our Nintendos and our Ataris the way we had it. And some of us didn't have, we didn't have the tablets. We didn't have cable TV and all that. But that's how we grew up. And then it's unfortunate that when you get older, you, you kind of miss some of that stuff. And you, maybe you don't like a lot of the new things. But that's kind of the, 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 the next thing that's happening. And you have to adjust to that. You have to get in the routine of, of figuring it out. And I love it. I mean, I, I kid all the time that I'm a reborn millennial. I love the things we have. And if you're in the entertainment business right now and you're bitching about technology, you're crazy. Right behind me is a green screen. I'm recording this at home. I've got a home mic here. When I started in radio, you couldn't do this. You can make your own TV show. I'm, I'm working in, in, um, in acting now. I'm taking an acting class, and I talked about this on, on the previous podcast right now. Production companies are giving auditions to people at home. People are making self-tapes, self-auditions at home. You can do anything you want now in terms of, of the technology. Use it. You want to be a YouTuber? Go ahead. The, the thing is that there's a lot of no risk now. But again, it all goes down. If you want to be a YouTuber, you got to get in the routine of making videos, having good content. I think you should, um, when people are zigging on YouTube, zag. Right? What is something you watch a lot of on YouTube? That's what you have to ask yourself. You, you, I know what happens to people. They go on YouTube. They see a video that's got 500,000 views. Jeez, how I want to do that. I'm going to do that. There's a girl I follow on here named Courtney Ryan on YouTube, and she does all these advice tips on relationships. You know, I'm, I'm looking at one around three reasons why girls really chase bad boys. Well, maybe you do something similar, but you zag. Don't do what she's doing. Do something else. Right? It's interesting how many things on YouTube are positive. Maybe you make fun of yourself. Maybe you're the world's worst piano player. And you dedicate a YouTube channel to that. You'd be surprised what people will watch. But the opportunity, you know, when I was getting into this business in radio, and I, I, I probably never told anybody on this podcast. I, I might have. You know, I don't remember every episode. I purposely sought a radio station in Milford, Mass. I was at Framingham State. I had to do an internship. They wanted me to do an internship in Boston to to schmooze more, to connect with people. I did not. I wanted to be on the air. I wanted to do baseball. This station in Milford, Mass., which I still love to this day, and I thank them for everything, 1490 WMRC, they broadcasted baseball. Nobody was doing that. Legion baseball. Nobody was broadcasting. Local baseball. This is in the 1990s. I just picked up the phone and called them and told them I wanted to do this. And they picked me as an intern, but they had a guy that was doing games. But that guy let me do two innings of play-by-play. How about that? 
But to get in, to do play-by-play, the platform I needed was that radio station. I needed that radio station to do a lot of things. To record what I'm doing now, back in the 90s, I could have used maybe a tape recorder, but to do it this long and edit it and make an actual show, I would have had to record this on a reel-to-reel and dub it onto a cart that they called it or to a cassette. And that's how you would do things. That's how you made tapes. It wasn't easy. The point is now, if you wanted to get experience doing anything, you, you could sit home here, you could fire up a game on your computer, and you could call mock play-by-play. You could even multi-track crowd sounds. You could probably, I, I guarantee you right now, I'm in YouTube. I'm doing this live here. I'm going to put baseball crowd sound. comes right up. Baseball, ambience, ambiance, all nine innings. I could take this, underlay that. They have stadium crowd sound effects, MLB's loudest crowds and cheering. You could actually call a game. You could edit this where you could get the cheers and reactions and put it in and make tapes sitting in your pajamas, drinking coffee in your second room that you turn into an office in your apartment, which I did. It's the and, and this is where the old man here is speaking to the younger people in a positive way. I tell you, the opportunities now are amazing. You don't you and I obviously a lot of people who are growing up this way don't know, but I I love how easy it is to do something. So you can form a routine and have no risk. You start a YouTube channel and it doesn't work. Okay, so what? Years ago, if you wanted to try to get any any kind of entertainment field, you probably had to pay. You, you know what I mean? You had to pay. You had to take an internship. You had to do it as a second job. You you couldn't just come home from work and go. I want to I want to host a TV show or a radio show on on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch. But to get into those places that you want to go, you ultimately need a routine. The problem I think sometimes we have is we see finished products and we say, oh, man, I mean, that, uh, that person, I mean, I'll never get that. There's a great, great gentleman I follow on YouTube named Little Man. I'm a big fan of, of uh, MLB The Show. Little Man... 2N17. He's got 158,000 subscribers on YouTube. All he does is play MLB The Show. I watched his first video last night. Sitting in his uh, bedroom with his Anaheim Angels comforter. and, And he's just, I'm an Angels fan and I hope that this will work. He had no expectations. He just tried it did it himself he's had 11 million views and he's killing it and he's making money good personality good branding and he did it you can too but you got to get into a routine and it starts with everything how you go about your day but I st- I, I don't want people to think that you have to like go crazy There, you can have a f- sleep late 
sleep late on the weekends. You don't have to. You can be lazy. You can sit on the couch. You can play your video games, watch your movies, your TV shows. But find in time to balance everything. You don't need to work 14, 15 hour days. People who talk about doing that a lot, I don't always buy that they're working harder. Work smarter. But from someone who's worked hours like that, I can tell you (laughs) at a certain point, you realize it's not worth it. But I want you to get in a routine and I want you to ask if you have tips. But I want people to be inspired by this and I want somebody to do something and become famous. Not, not so it's like, oh, I told you. It's because I believe, I really do believe that that's what we're all here for. That's what makes us united, right? Isn't that what we're supposed to be? We're all supposed to help each other out. There's room for all of us. When I got into this business at a young age, I had a hard time finding people to mentor me. And I didn't understand it. And it was a lot of insecurity with people. There, I mean, there is. I'll let you in on it. I, I mean, I don't have a problem saying that. In radio and in sports broadcasting, it can be a lot of insecurities. where People are very insecure about how they sound. Um, you know, I, I can't believe that guy got a job. That, you know, there's a lot of that that goes on. And it's not healthy. It's not healthy because the job you have, someone's saying the same freaking thing about you. And I never, never really was like that. I never felt I was owed anything. You get into a business that's entertainment, that's performing, that's, you're lucky to get into that. And I'm not saying that that means you shouldn't get paid or, or any, that's, that's a different topic for another day. But it, you still, to me, I've always felt when you get into certain roles in the entertainment field as an actor, as a newscaster, as a, anything. And you've had to crawl and, and you got to a certain place that, that's powerful where people think the world of you. You owe it to them. You know, I, and you do. You owe it to help those people that are trying because you went through the same shit. And it means the way I love talking to people that need advice. You know, in my acting class right now, I'm with all actors. You know, I come from a broadcasting world, but a lot of them are younger. And they're, they have insecurities that I had at that age. It's hard putting yourself out there when you're in your 20s because you're still figuring yourself out. And I've tried to mentor them because I've, I've gone through a career where I had no clue what I was doing at first. And, they, and, and a lot of them are going to go through that too. But they're so goddamn talented. And I love it. And I love to just be that voice to say, hey, it's going to be all right. You're good. You just just keep doing it. You'll get through this because we need that. When you're in, in this kind of business, uh, it can be lonely. You know, a lot of people don't want to help people out because they don't want people to, to get in front of them or all that. But I just, to me, I don't know. I could never waste energy with that. Someone's always going to be better looking. Someone's always going to be stronger. Someone's always going to be more talented. You can't just be on the mountain by yourself. And if you were, you'd be bored. Routine, folks. Routine. But don't go nuts. That's, that's the episode. That was a long one. Wow. Man, can I talk. It's a play-by-play. 
guy in me. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Mic podcast. Again, reach out, like the five stars we get for ratings, and we'll have another episode next week. Special guest next week won't be sports-related, but this guy is working at a place where they're finding cures for diseases. Incredible, incredible cures. You're going to love it. Enjoy your week. Peace and love.